Let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. Best of State Award winner Smart Rain is having an end-of-season sale on their irrigation smart controller. Save 50% off each smart controller purchased. Offer available to all commercial property zone listeners. Visit SmartRain.net to schedule a demo today. The last time we saw our next guest, Gordon, he was bringing us cookies a at the RV show. And, uh, you know, it, he made me extraordinarily popular with the girls that uh, were waiting for me at home because I took home the uh, uh, Frank Dolce with us now. And Frank, my, my daughter, Sadie, my four-year-old, loves the pink cookies there from Crumble. <laughs> and uh, you're very popular in our household now. Well, I hope it's not because of the cookies. I mean, <laughs> I hope I'm very popular for because of other well, your your astute football analysis obviously is, is yes. reason number one, but uh, cookies help. Yes, Frank. Yeah, absolutely. I've got to tell you, I had one and Jake took three. Is that what you had in mind when you presented? He was apologizing to me. Listen, you had nothing Gordon, to do with it. The truth is, I'm surprised you got one. <laughs> <laughs> they were good, though. Are they you surprised because that's what you intended, or are you surprised because of, well, that's just the way Jake is? That's the way Jake, we know Jake. I mean, that's the way Jake rolls. It's kind of Jake's world. That's true. And, uh, true. you know, and we're just existing yeah. we're just yeah. here yeah right. we're just here i don't disagree trying to make it by that's like one of the first things you've said that i agree with frank <laughs> self-awareness <laughs> <over there. laughs> hey frank you're you're the perfect guy to talk to today we uh, gordon and i were just uh, chatting about it before you jumped on and that's you know, quarterback situation, uh, Cam Rising comes in, the team, the offense looks totally different. Um, not only better, but the tempo is different. Things are different. What did, what did you think, I guess, two-part question, what did you think about them electing to making the decision to go to a different quarterback? And then what did you think about the stark difference in performance between the two? The two best ways to make a change or to make a difference on the offensive side of the ball uh, is to, one, you know, make sure you have the right offensive linemen. That's the most important. you got to have the right guys up front. Um, so that that's one change you can make. And then, you know, the next most significant change you can make is to the quarterback position. And so Utah just was, you know, they just there, – there was no productivity on the offensive side. I, I think San Diego State did a nice job of – creating pressure and and they were i mean they were after brewer like it was typically a five sometimes more six or seven man pressures and it was constant it didn't let up and the offensive front didn't do a great job of managing that uh and and then brewer didn't do a great job of managing it and and when he hit, when he did have time and open throws then he didn't you know the throws he needed to complete he 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 wasn't doing it, and I still like him. Like I still think mechanically he's very sound. But um, you can be, you know, you can throw the ball a hundred yards downfield if you want. But if you're not productive, then it does. It just doesn't mean anything. So it was. I think it was the right thing to do, and even though that's tough, um, and and Rising did a nice job. Now Rising was operating under different circumstances, so he came in and it wasn't like an immediate transformation. I mean. He, he didn't have immediate success. But when they got into the up-tempo stuff and San Diego State was forced into into force in, into just rushing four people 
um, most of the time, then I think Cam started to have more success. And Cam was certainly more uh, successful utilizing his legs to break up the defense and, and to break up the pressure, which is I think is super meaningful. So um, I still think a lot of this goes on the offensive line. I, I don't think that group is is playing up to its potential or, or frankly, playing where it needs to if Utah's going to be successful. Uh, but the quarterback change was uh, – it was called for at that moment. And I think – I mean, personally, I think Cam Rising probably did enough to warrant a start this week against Washington State. So a couple of questions then, uh, Frank. Would Charlie Brewer be successful if he had that same opportunity to run an up-tempo offense? And the second is, if they do go with uh, with Cam Rising, what effect does that have on the team overall? Are they all adaptable? Is it easy to make that change? Does it affect the other players? I think the team, like uh, Cam Rising was voted a captain. And so I, I think the team is, will rally around him. And, and nobody would say anything bad about Brewer, but I think they will rally around Cam Rising. Uh, so would, would Brewer have the same success? Uh, well, I, you know, any quarterback's going to be more successful against a, uh, a defensive front that's rushing fewer people, and easier, that's easier to manage up front. So maybe in that up-tempo scenario, you know, it's all speculation, but but there's a decent possibility that that there would have been uh, more success. Although, like I said, I, I it felt like Brewer was not even hitting the throws that, that where he had some time and he and he could get his feet set and all that stuff, the stuff that he showed against Weber State. So uh, I'm guessing he would have been a little more successful, but you know, it's hard it's hard to tell. The thing about so, so the way that Utah's playing up front right now with their offensive line, it's, it's, it's not a group that's solidified. And because rising brings more athleticism to the quarterback position, I think based on the way the offensive line is playing right now, he's a better choice. Like he can, he, he might be able to find his way out of trouble a little bit better than than Brewer would, and give himself opportunities outside of the pocket. Um, and not that Brewer's unathletic. I just think Cam is more athletic, and he demonstrated that against San Diego State. So you mentioned the issues with the line, Frank. Um, how I guess uh, 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 how bad are those issues? Is this something you expect uh, to be fixable, or is this uh, I don't know what's going on there? Well, if it's a, if it's physically you're not good enough, that's hard to overcome. And um, and I look across that group, and I think physically, like that's a that's a pretty good group. So then you'd have to say, well, is it is it mental mistakes? Is it technique mistakes? I think that's probably where most of the problems are up front, like people not taking the right step. So that might be a kind of a combination of a, of a mental and a technique mistake. People not 
making the right calls at the line of scrimmage. That's certainly a mental mistake, and hopefully those things can be corrected in, in film study and preparation. Uh, so I think, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a little soft on the offensive line, but I'm not willing to, you know, to, to say this is, this is a group that can't be saved. I, I, I say let's, let's give it an, a week uh, against Washington State. Let's see if they make some improvements. I think they made some improvements, but not enough. And San Diego State's a good defensive team, so, so you have to factor that in as well. Uh, but, I, but I think this group is not, it's, it's not a physical issue. It's an issue of, of uh, mental mistakes, maybe technique mistakes that can be corrected um, in film and, and on the practice field. Yeah, like you were saying there, Frank, uh, Kyle said that the offense doesn't have an identity. So I guess my question to you is, what can they do to get the ground game going a little bit? I mean, that's usually a quarterback's good friend, isn't it? And they have not been as productive in that regard. Yeah, absolutely. San Diego State did a nice job of just uh, rashing that, the ground game. I mean, they were blitzing into it. They were pressuring into it. Um, they were going to, you know, I think they were just trying to force Utah to, to, to throw the ball um, and, and take away the, the rushing attack that's been the foundation of Utah's offense. I, I mean, you, if you ask me, and, and you know, it's, I'm just the guy sitting, sitting off on the sidelines, but Utah's identity on offense, like it or not, has always been we're going we're gonna to pound you at the line of scrimmage. We're going to beat you up at the line of scrimmage. And maybe that's average for a quarter or two. But eventually we're going to wear you down. And, and then we're going to start picking up chunk yardage on the ground. We're going to control the game. We're going to control the clock. And we're going to be super efficient in the pass game. We're not going to lead with the pass game. We're going you know, to we're we're lead with the ground game. And we're going to be super efficient in the passing game. When, when Tyler Huntley was his most successful, that's what it was. It was ter- it was just outstanding run game, and and high percentage, seventy percent completion, Tyler Huntley. And he wasn't necessarily throwing the ball downfield. I mean, his his average per catch per pass was pretty low, but it was super efficient. kept kept defenses off balance. I still feel like that's what Utah should, what their identity should be on the offensive side. Uh, I, and I like Makai Bernard. Uh, maybe maybe he's not a game breaker, but he's a. I think he's kind of a foundational back. He can go out and and get you four or five yards of carry. Uh, Thomas is going to have to figure his way back on the field. I think he's the more dynamic, but he just can't hold on to the football. That makes it difficult. So, so if you're talking about the lacking identity, I, I I feel like Utah tries to talk itself into wanting to be a passing team. When, when really it's you know it should be a high efficiency pass team built around a running game. Frank Dolce is with us here on the Big Show on ninety-seven five and uh, and twelve eighty the Zone. If there is good news, Frank, it's that the rest of the league stinks. So Utah should be able to bounce back somewhat, right? <laughs> yeah. what? I I watched a bunch of those games. What in the world is I mean that's just that is just crazy. I watched uh, I watched that UCLA game to the finish, 
And right when you think, you know, UCLA comes this come, come, comes into that one against Fresno State, and you think, well, here we go. There's the Pac-12 South champ at UCLA. And then they, they figure out a way to get on top and then blow it uh, right at the end. So, that, you know, that gives you some question marks. No, no, nothing, you know, down about Fresno State. That's a pretty good, that's a pretty good football program. But Colorado looks – awful Arizona I mean when when was the last time northern Arizona beat Arizona that's or 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 any you know meaningful team I mean that's a that's a terrible loss to take and then Arizona State just uh, I mean they got they got BYU is a very physical team and 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 they played Arizona State physical and Arizona State certainly didn't help themselves out I mean they just seemed like they couldn't get out of their own way a bunch of times so uh, and then who knows? USC is still the most talented team um, in, in the South, and I really like what Jackson Dart did. That was fun to that was fun to see. So the South is no, is at this point the South is no good. But you know you know at this point uh, Utah is not a good football team. That that I'm not saying that they can't be a good football team. I'm saying right now that's not a good football team, and they're going to have to figure figure something out it sounds like they're taking the right steps you know team meeting and and um and getting everybody on the same page and maybe making the quarterback change is going to be meaningful but but that's a talented football team that can't figure out how to win a game at the moment how surprised are you uh frank at what you're seeing with the Utes on a scale from zero to ten ten being most surprised shocked or what number are you at uh, i'm probably somewhere above a uh, above a six based on what we thought and what we heard coming out of camp and how meaningful the transfers and what a big role they would play and the depth at the defensive line and uh, all of the potential at the offensive line. I think the defensive front made a much bigger stride on Saturday than, than the offensive front. And, and, and if you look at the defensive productivity, you take away the special team score, that's a, that's a pretty good game that the, that the defense threw out there. I mean, that's a, to me, that's, that's a winning effort. They did lose the quarterback run game, which you, can't, you just can't do. Um, and so that was a big negative. But, but in terms of numbers for San Diego State, that's, that doesn't look like an overwhelming offensive game for, for the Aztecs. So defensively, I think they've come along and come a long way. Uh, but, but, but they're just the, – the, the offensive side um, is – I mean, that's a, that's a team that we kind of expected would be in the scoring in the 30 points per game. We thought they would be solid, if not dominant, at the line of scrimmage. Uh, and they've been anything but. And I, I, I put all of that up front. I mean, I think all of the, the Utah woes on the offensive side start at the line of scrimmage. And by the way, I'm a guy that always says, hey, when Utah has success, it starts up front. Well, you, you know, you have to apply the same rule when things aren't going well. Frank, what did you think about uh, your guy Jackson Dart stepping in for the Trojans? You had a few of his games in high school, right, calling a few of those? He, he looked really good. So Jackson Dart was – uh, the uh, as I I said during broadcast of that, he he was the most physically gifted um, and and college ready quarterback that I've ever seen come out of Utah. 
And um, the thing I questioned and the thing I think you always have to question is, can he, is he going to be able to manage the, the transition speed of the game and the mental aspect? Because that, be, that just becomes exponentially greater when you take that next step. Uh, and so, well, I thought he just managed those things, both of those issues, extremely well. He's a gunslinger. He showed no signs of fear, and he seemed like he was calm in in the pocket and under pressure. And, I mean, you saw his arm talent. And, by the way, you know, Gordon, you talk about a a running game as a quarterback's best friend. Absolutely. Um, He has some weapons around him. I mean, he he throws some balls up. last week and against Washington state and his receivers went and got those balls. I mean, that's a, that's a great luxury to have as well, but for, for Jackson dart, I mean, that's a, that's a star in the making. And if there wasn't a quarterback controversy at USC, there is now. Are you surprised by what's happening at Utah state, Frank? I mean, in this last game, it was a shootout obviously, but, uh, in that game, he had another situation where a starting quarterback gets hurt and his backup comes in and plays pretty well. I mean, the Aggies, surprisingly good. I, you know, I, I'm a big fan of, of Utah State, and that transition to a new head coach is always kind of a funny one. Like, you just you don't know exactly what's going to happen. Um, but but I will tell you, Utah State's done a pretty good job of recruiting over the last few years. So there's some talent up there, and it just feels like um, a few tweaks here and there, a different mentality, and you get all that talent on the same page and moving in the right, you know, same direction, and and good things will happen. And and now there's a you know one of the one of the things you just it's really hard to instill in the team as a belief. And now that team has a belief about the ability to go out and win games. And so, I mean, it's like a kind of a perfect storm up there. You get the right guy with the right message and the right talent uh, all working together. And all of a sudden the Aggies find themselves in, in a really good spot right now. That's a good win against Air Force. That's a really good win. And they brought in some nice transfers too. I mean, yeah. So. And yeah. Yeah, they brought in some nice, nice talent there. So, you know, that's a funny thing. Um, part of that belief in winning a game is even if you go down, you know, or if you're behind, if you're playing from behind, there's, you know, this feeling throughout the group that, well, well, we'll figure out a way to win a game. I'm curious about whether or not Utah has that. I think I, I, my, my, expect, my, my suspicion is that they don't. Like um, that fighting back to get to a tie and force overtime, I think that went a long way for, for Utah. But, but, you know, good football teams have to struggle to a victory at least once during the year to figure out how to win under those circumstances. And I think Utah still needs to figure that out. Frank, thank you very much for dropping by the show. As always, we appreciate it. And thanks again for those cookies, man. That was awesome. Of course. Hey, it's my pleasure. It's always great to be on with you guys. Thanks a lot. See you, buddy. That's Frank Dolce with us here on The Big Show. You did take three. He gave the cookies to me.
Well, if he gave the cookies to you, why did he bring both of us a bottle of uh, 2% milk? He didn't want you to feel left out. What? So the milk was just for me, right. but the cookies were all for you? Correct. That doesn't make sense. Sure it does. That's illogical. <laughs> no, it's not. Why would he give me milk but no cookies? I don't know. you have to ask him. No, see, you're wrong on this one, and you know it. Gordon, we've been doing this for a while. I'm always right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get I agree up. with you, Gordon, but then we'd both be right. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.